You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. All right, guys, we're here with another podcast. Uh, Louis Argoni is with me. Begrudgingly. Begrudgingly, right. It's tough. I mean, really, it's tough. Um, what a game yesterday. I mean, how do you how do you go about putting a positive spin on anything that happened yesterday? You know, I just don't know how you do that. I looked through the uh, drive charts, and uh, I'm just going to read this really quick. Dolphins had had 10 series, okay? The first one was six plays in three minutes, 48 seconds, and a punt. The one after was four plays, a minute 18, and a field goal. The next one, which was their best drive, was 12 plays. They used seven minutes and 48 seconds, but still ended up punting. The next one was three plays, 46 seconds, and a punt. The next one was three plays, a minute and four seconds, and a punt. Uh, The next one ended the half. It was only 19 seconds. Um, In the second half, their first drive, they had three plays, two minutes, 13 seconds, and a punt. The next drive, four plays, a minute, seven seconds, and a fumble. The next one, eight plays, two minutes, 37 seconds, and a touchdown. And the last one, six plays, and a minute, 51, and a touchdown. So you think maybe their defense was tired? I, I, Mike, I, I don't know. I honestly, I I couldn't tell you. I mean, I know they were on the field more than the offense was, obviously. Um, I mean, but, you had you had one drive that was longer than four minutes the whole game. Yeah, I mean, they condition here in Florida. I mean, if there's a team that that can handle this, it's it's our or it should be our defense. Um, you know, you expect other teams to start breaking down. I mean, okay, so. If our defense was on the field for that amount of time, that means their offense was on the field for the majority of the game. So I always look at that in you know in that light to where if our defense is on the field, that means their offense and their offensive line is doing the same exact thing. And for the most part, an offensive line does not rotate guys in and out. They have the same five that are out there the whole game. At least across the defensive line, you do have guys rotating in and out. So to me, it's not an excuse. You know, I mean, they're just not getting the job done. If yeah, they, well, you, but what about your cornerbacks? If they, if they go out, it goes the same for their wide receivers, Mike. Yeah. If their receivers are running routes, it's the same situation. The bottom line is that it all equals out in the end, as far as I'm concerned. And um, you know, the fact is, is that. If they did their job a little bit better, they wouldn't be on the field that long. I mean, I understand what you're saying. The offense is three and out, and they're off the field. But you know what? Our defense needs to go and do the same damn thing to the other team, especially especially against a team like the Colts, who were banged up. I think they had two starters out yesterday, two very good starters out across their offensive line. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, their best receiver, was out, um, and they, you know, they they just didn't do a good enough job. I mean, that's the bottom line. They know going in what the offense is capable of doing. I mean, this is, you know, this is a constant thing. It was it was a constant thing all through the second half of last season and through four games this season. For the most part, it's been the same situation. So it's not like you know they went into the game not knowing that. This, is, this was going to probably be a similar scenario as to what they go through for the last uh, you know, year and a half, say. You know, the bottom line is there's no excuses for them. They're just not getting the job done. I mean, they're, they're, giving up, they're giving up 
long plays on second and longs and third and longs, even when we put them in a hold. I mean, there was a third and 15, Mike, where they, they gave up 14 yards and the guy damn near got the first down. And this is what I'm talking about. I mean, they, you know, you're, they're just not, instead of putting them in a deeper hold, you know, they give up 14 yards of real estate there and almost give up the first down. And that's what they've been consistently doing through four games this year. They're just not getting the job done as a defense. I don't know what the issue is because they have the same group of guys out there for the most part, right? I mean, I don't think Shaq Lawson is making that big a difference on his defense or Van Oy. No, probably probably not. Uh, you know, my complaint really is, is they're giving up those long runs every game. Yeah, 100-yard rusher every single week, every week. I mean, there was one week where uh, I think a couple guys combined for over 100 yards, but teams are running on us. And, you know, one guy does not make a team. I mean, I don't want to hear this crap about, well, Raekwon Davis. They miss Raekwon Davis. Don't don't take that away from him because it does matter. It's one guy. Of course. 11 guys out there. But it's your nose tackle. It's your nose tackle. That's an important position. 11 guys make up the defense, and they've got – listen, they put this roster together. If they don't Mm -hmm. have somebody that's somewhat adequate at getting the job done, then, you know, that's on them. We'll we'll talk about that as we go on. You know, the bottom line is is as a whole – they're not they're not getting the job done. You know, the coaching staff, same thing. I mean, if you know you're missing a Raquan Davis, maybe you need to bring the safeties up against a team that really doesn't have a, a downfield threat. I mean, you put 11 guys in the box and that's how you stop them. I mean, you know, it, it, to me, I didn't see anything like that. I didn't see guys up by the line of scrimmage bunched up at all yesterday. Not at all. And... um you know, their philosophies, the whole nine yards. I mean, you know, you can't, you know, you can't make excuses for a team that's just not getting the job done against a team that really came in at 0-3 and and banged up on top of that. I mean, just a ton of injuries across the board. And you go out there and you just throw you just throw that that out there. I mean, just a horrible, horrible effort. I, I can't even describe it. I mean DraftKings Sportsbook, an official betting partner of the NFL, has a Week 5 offer every football fan should jump on. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last time there was a 0-0 tie in the NFL was 1943, so I'd say that's a no-brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, throw down $1 in any NFL game, and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner in the NFL. You must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. If you have gambling problems, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You know, you look across the league at some of the other scores and games, Mike, and, you know, we're, you know, right now we're playing the worst football in the NFL among every single team. And, I mean, I just, you know, I, I don't have an answer. I just don't. I wish I could tell you what the problem is. I mean, I think it's a Oh, I know what thing. the problem is. You've got players on both sides of the ball that are paid to make plays, and they're not making them. Yeah. I mean, you know, the game yesterday – you know, before we get into uh, our issues, you know, let's talk about the game and the mistakes that 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 took place. I mean, we had one one of our bigger plays in the game called back because we have Mr. Austin Jackson with a hands to the face where he basically face masked the guy and uh, cost us a big play, and then I believe 15 yards in the process. Right? Yep. Um, you know, Wilson drops a ball. You know, that was very catchable. 
You know, I, when I saw the play initially, I thought the defender may or the, may have gotten a hand on it or the ball bounced to him. But, you know, it was a capable pass, uh, you know, a capable pass that should have been caught, and it wasn't. And these are the type of things that are going on. We then have Grant, uh, you know, fumble a punt later on, you know, after they did. Um, you know, this game was decided early, Mike. Um, we had opportunities. We were in their end the whole first quarter. And we basically had three points from all that, which included a fumbled, you know, muffed punt on their side of the football where they just handed us the ball in their territory and we, we came away with a field goal. I mean, you know, th- th- that's where the game was decided early on because the defense was doing a decent job. They were holding them. And our offense just was not capable for, for many different reasons. I mean, you know, drop balls, penalties, missed blocks. I mean, we, we just can't, we can't execute anything properly. And then slowly but surely, you see the game slipping, slipping away. You know, you have guys, uh, you know, they start getting rolling. You know, you go in the half down seven to three to a team that, you know, you, you, sh- you should have been up on. They come out in the second half. And right off the bat, you have a 40-yard run by Taylor, the guy who I said in the, you know, in the preview show, you have to stop. You have to stop. He's their, he's, their, he's their main guy out there right now. You know, you got Wentz, that's a little banged up as well, a quarterback. He's immobile. And what do you do? You allow the guy to go 40 yards. They go, I mean, right after that, they just six-yard run, eight-yard run. They're just blowing our defense off the field. There's nobody making plays. They go right in. They score a touchdown. And now we're down 14-3. to And our offense just is doing nothing at that point. And I think me and you spoke at that point. And I said, Mike, why do I feel like this game's over right now? It's over. At 14-3, to I felt that we had no shot. Because you were watching Brissett. Well, I was watching Brissett. I was watching them collectively. I was watching an attempt at a jet sweep where I believe it was uh, Jesse Davis just completely missed his guy and he blew it up for, what, a five, six, seven-yard loss? Seven-yard I mean, loss, yes. I mean, it, you know, it, it's, it's nonsense like that. Just no blocking whatsoever. You know, I saw Brissett constantly rolling out to the right because the pressure was coming in. He, he'd sidestep it roll out to the right, and on occasions we were making plays, and on occasions he wasn't capable of making plays. You know, it's just one thing after another. It's the same, basically the same formula week in and week out. Um, They don't execute well. You know, we had some isolation plays, right, where, um, you know, I talk about getting guys isolated. Two straight plays. We get guys isolated. Parker on the first one. Brissett throws a high throw. The second one, he throws one low. Catchable for a guy that's making $10 million, and I'm talking about Fuller. It's catchable pass, but it's drop. So, you know, on both ends, you know, you have not a great throw, but you've got a guy that's very capable of making the catch, not making the catch on two isolation plays. And we have to punt the football. There's just no execution. There's nobody, as you mentioned, Mike, on this football team making any plays whatsoever. Nobody. Up until the fourth quarter, when the game's basically decided. Yeah, when they're letting you. (laughs) Well, they never let you. They never let you. I mean, Buffalo, you know, they, they, you know, they're they're pedal to the metal. No, I'm talking about. As you watch games, I watched Buffalo play yesterday. Let me tell you something. They were up big, and you know what? They're going for a shutout. Don't think that the Colt defenders were were easing up. I mean, those guys were all over Parker on the plays that he made late in that game. I mean, they were mugging him. So, you know, it's not like they were letting up, Mike, not on those plays. Uh, You know, the touchdown in the end zone you know, was a decent play. You know, they made some plays, uh, you know, Parker – specifically late in the game when they gave him opportunities down the field to make plays. But, you know, at that point, the game was, was out of reach. It was out of reach. And, um, you know, the minute we scored to possibly get back in the game, what does the defense do? 
They go right back out. They make the Colts go right back up the field, and they score a touchdown. How many third? Now that we did get screwed by it, you know, a penalty on um, Phillips that shouldn't have been a penalty. But you know what? Good teams don't put themselves in that position, and if they do, they still they still come back and and they make a play to you know to do that. This is what we did all last year. If we made a mistake, we rebounded and we came back and we you know we we just stopped teams. And yesterday we had opportunities, and on third down he throws a touchdown pass, and the game's over at that point in the fourth quarter. Right when you felt we had a little bit of life, we drove up the field in two minutes, and we went right up the field on them. We gave it right back to them. The defense gave them right back. Nope, nobody making a play out there. We had no turnovers yesterday. Um, you know, it, it was just you know, and that was it. Game over. You know, to a team that's zero and three. And that's the story. We recovered their muffed punt, right? So that was a turnover. Yeah, that was a turnover. More so, more so a mistake on their part, Mike. You know, than it was. You know, it wasn't anything we forced, is what I'm getting at. Um, you know, he made a bad judgment call on it. He dove for it at the end, and you know, yeah, we recovered the fumble, but it was a muffed. It was a muffed punt. It wasn't a, a hit that created a fumble. It wasn't a strip that created a fumble. It wasn't an interception. Um, it was basically, you know, we, we were fortunate and we did next to nothing with it. We kicked a field goal. So, you know, that's, that's the bottom line, you know, in regard to a recap of the game. I mean, there's not much else to talk about. The game was extremely boring. Um, you know, I didn't see, you know, we had a little bit of life on that one drive. And that was the extent of it, where we made some plays down the field, you know, where Parker seemed to take the game over at that point, um, you know, just making plays. Even with guys draped all over him, he made three great catches, you know. Yep. And, and past that, Mike, I, I, you know, I just don't know if you can really say anything positive about any other individual performance yesterday. Oh, I can. Go ahead. Uh, Christian Wilkins. Okay. Played very well. Yep. Emmanuel Ogba played very well. John Jenkins and Byron Jones played very well. And then it really starts to taper off. Mm-hmm. At the bottom of my list, you've got Landon Roberts. You've right. You've got Xavier Howard. Wow. And Zach Sealer and Adam Butler, two linemen who you had hoped, you know, would play a little better. Um, but, you know, they were being run on, and, and they were certainly picking on, on those two guys. Right. You know, Sealer came off a really solid game the week yep. prior. And, um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, had, you know, the linebackers, you know, I, I just didn't see an awful lot out of them either yesterday um, across the board. Um, you know, it, listen, you know, the way I look at it, you know, maybe, you know, maybe Wilkins graded out well and some, you know, a few of the other guys you mentioned did, but overall the defense as a unit, they're just not playing well. You know, they're just, they're just you know, they had an identity last year, you know, um, you know, you, you felt confident in them last year and this year. And with with a lot of return players, you know, it's just not the same defense out there. I mean, we went from being one of the best third down defenses to being dead last now. I believe. I think we're dead last, and um, that that's telling in itself. Well, we're giving up a lot of yardage. Yeah, <laughs> giving up a lot of yardage. We're we're doing we're doing everything bad. We're doing everything bad um, across the board. We're not stopping the run. They're able to to create down the field at times. Um, you know, we're, we're just not playing a good brand of football. You know, we, we can talk about, you know, the reasons. I mean, what, what do you feel, you know, the biggest problem is on this football team right now? I just think what I said before, collectively, the, the playmakers are not making plays. Uh, you know, did you see Jerome Baker force a fumble yesterday or, or Nick Needham intercept a pass? I mean, we can go on and on. Uh, you know, they're just not making plays. These guys have got to, you know, knock fumbles loose. They've, they've got to make plays. They've got to help that offense. And on the offensive side of the ball, where's the aggression? Yeah, I mean – 
I didn't see any aggression yesterday. They did not look like a team that was battling. You know what I mean? Not at all. I didn't think they, they looked like a team on either side of the football that looked like they were battling, Mike, on either side. I mean, I, I felt that this, this, this offense that we went against yesterday, last year, I feel like we would have just absolutely dominated them because we beat better offensive teams last year. Um, you know, better well, well, than what, this year. What do you think the difference is? I think number one, first and foremost, is uh, line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. Yeah, uh, you're getting beat week in and week out a- across the offensive line and across the defensive line, both sides of the football. And you know, Agba and Wilkins may have graded out well, but you know, those line we can include the linebackers into this mix as well. Um, on both lines of scrimmage, we're getting beat every single week. And it doesn't matter who we're going up against. We went against a couple backups yesterday across the Colt offensive line. And I felt that that's where we, we had the ability to just totally dominate them. And we allowed Taylor to go for over a hundred yards and, um, score his first touchdown of the year. Um, you know, I felt that if we controlled him and put Wentz in position to where, you know, he constantly had to throw the football, we would have been in better shape. Um, so I think it starts there. And secondly, I totally agree with you in regard to the coaching and the lack of aggressiveness on either side of the football. And maybe it has something to do with the fact that they, they're not confident in either line of scrimmage. But Again, you know, they put this team together. So you know what you have. I mean, four weeks into the season, you know what we're capable of doing. Okay. Well, it's, real, it's real obvious what they're doing isn't working. So why wouldn't you be more aggressive? Exactly. You have to be. You have to be. You have to, you, you have to do something to get the ball into your playmaker's hands. And I, you know, again, I, I'm not an NFL coach. But as I watch these football games. Well, let's take the Patriots last night. They kept mentioning that, you know, Belichick is giving Brady something different on every play. Right. Right? Giving them different looks on every play. Do you see that on our defense? I, Mike, I don't know what I see on our defense. I think I see guys in passing. When they pass the football, uh-huh. when they're passing the football, they say we blitz more than anybody in the NFL. We probably do. In in long situations, where, where whether it be, and I talked about this last week, in second and long, third and longs, I see them with a four-man rush, yep. maybe a five-man rush, and it's not working. So you have to do something differently, as you mentioned. You have to be more aggressive. Blitz a corner, blitz a safety, you know, do just... Just do different things on each play, you know. You, you're. It's, I don't feel like they're being creative enough, and and we talk about that all the time. Exactly. Now on the all, go ahead. Yeah. You know, well, when you when you don't have momentum, you have to go get it. Yes, exactly. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, when you when you feel that game starting to turn, you've got to get that momentum back before, you know, the avalanche r- r- rolls you over. Exactly. Uh, it, it, uh, let me go back to the third and 15, Mike. I think they were at their 10-yard line. Uh-huh. And they dropped back into his own defense, and they picked up 14 of 15 yards. They right. got themselves out of a hole. And they did it on other occasions. Early in the game, when we had them deep in their territory, we had them inside the 10 or at the 10-yard line on one of our punts. Um uh, it was early in the game, and they allowed them to come out of there on the very first play. I mean, you know, th- th- these are the problems that they're having. I mean, take it to them. Like you said, put 11 guys in the box. Put a little scare in the Wentz. Wentz was not the least bit concerned with our pass rush at all yesterday on two bad ankles. I mean, you know, I, I, honestly, I, I don't know what what their reasoning is, but um, on the defensive side, you know, all you talk, all you hear from the announcers is how aggressive they are as a defense. But personally, I don't see it in certain circumstances them being overly aggressive. I don't either. 
I don't either. I mean, I, I neither one of us see it, and I felt that yesterday was a day where you needed to have 11 guys in the box and just you know not letting him know where it was coming from, just closing the lanes in the running game. You know that you're missing Davis in the middle, so put those linebackers right at the line of scrimmage in the gaps. Put the safety, one of the, your safeties, you know, play maybe one a single high safety and bring the safety into the box as well and force them to pass the ball down the field and let them challenge X-Man and Jones because they're playing into us in that circumstance as far as I'm concerned. Right. With, the, with the two receivers they had yesterday, I mean, Pittman and Pascal, I mean, I'm not worried about those guys against our corners. I mean, our corners are the highest paid tandem in the NFL. So put them in a position to where the, you know, teams are going to have to challenge them. And uh, basically, we don't do that. Well, and so you, you're you absolutely gave right. 27 points playing conservative. Exactly. Exactly. And it's not, you know, we had the one turnover on the fumble, but it's not like we turned the ball over in our end and, and handed them 27 points yesterday. Right. I mean, they worked for their, they put drives together. You know, they had 349 yards of offense yesterday, which to me, is just way too much, way too much for, for that team that we went up against with backup linemen and their best receiver out of the football game, period. That's the bottom line. So, yeah, on the defensive side, yes. Now, on the offensive side, I don't know what's being called. You know, So I don't know if it's a situation where they're trying to be aggressive and the minute you know, Brissett's back there and ready to try to get the ball down the field. There's a pass rush coming up the middle or a pass rush coming from the outside. I will say this, you know, I'd have to watch the game again and pay, pay a lot more attention to what was happening. But to me, it just seemed like there was just constantly somebody right, right in on him immediately to where he got him off his mark. I don't know how many times he was able to just sit in the pocket and look down the field to make plays. Um, even on our drives where, um, you know, we moved the football on that one drive, it seemed like he was off his mark and just making throws down the field. So he had 13 pressures. Yeah. Out of, uh, 30 pass attempts. Yep. Yep. And he completed 20 of 20 of those 30 passes for 199 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. I mean, you know, his stat line doesn't look bad, but I don't think he played a very good football game. I mean, the incompletions he threw, you know, were, were in the ground at times. And um, Yeah, you no, know, he wasn't sharp yesterday. Even the touchdown to Kosicki was behind him. Yeah, exactly. It was kind of a floater. You know, the touchdown to Parker, you know, in the back of the end zone, I don't know which guy he was throwing to. I mean, both mm -hmm. guys were there. I mean, Gasicki almost knocked the ball out of Parker's hands and almost knocked him out of bounds thereafter because they were the two guys closest to the football. From yeah, what well, I they remember. were both going for it. <laughs> they were both going for it, both in the same play. You know, it was it was a broken play. Yeah, I mean, you know, plain and simple. I mean, listen, I give him credit because he he gave him an opportunity to make a play, and they did. So, you know, had he thrown a few better passes. Um, which he could have. There could have been more completions. I mean, you know, I felt that um, Fuller and and Wilson both had opportunities to make catches. I mean, then his stat line looks even better. I mean, when you look at this, you're like, okay, he had probably a couple drop balls, so he threw eight incompletions the whole day. I mean, to me, it just seemed like there were a lot more, didn't it? <laughs> Parker dropped a couple. Yeah, that's true too. You know, so I mean, you know, it, it's hard to sit there and and blame Brissett, you know, much like you can't, you know, overly blame Tua when he's in the game. You know, same situation. You know, we you know, we give Tua a hard time, but he's not the physical specimen that Brissett is, you know. So Brissett's I think making a little bit more out of plays that are broken plays, then Tua probably would be able to because Brissett's able to break tackles and, and stand up in the pocket. There were a few times where they had hands on him and he was able to shake him off and, and get something out of nothing. Um, you know, but the bottom line is, is the offense 
It's just not getting it done. And, um, you know, they know what they're working with, Mike. Um, and the coaching staff has to come up with something that's going to work. And as you mentioned earlier, it's just they're not making adjustments week in and week out. And um, Well, I don't know if they're not making adjustments. I'm sure they are, but whatever adjustments they're making isn't having the desired effect. Not at all. It's Mike, it's the same product week in and week out. I mean, you know, to, to even a lesser degree this week because – Gaskins was completely, and I don't know what the issue was there either. I mean, Gaskin ran the ball twice for three for three yards, and I mean, he, he, he was can't block. That, he was that's his problem. He can't block. He was the third guy in yesterday. I mean, Malcolm Brown had eight carries for twenty three yards. Um, you know, Ahmed had three carries for one yard. I mean, just just pathetic. There's no blocking again. You know, we go back to this over and over again, and. There's no holes. There's nothing. When we run the football, there's a pile of guys, and the running backs are basically, they have no lanes to run through. There's just nothing. There's nothing there. Yesterday, there was literally nothing there. We, our three running backs, Mike, combined for 27 yards rushing yesterday. 27 yards. Let me tell you why. When you look at the run grades, Eichenberg, 35.1. Gasicki, 40.4. Mans, the center, 48.7. Davis, 49.3. Shaheen, 54.5. Jackson, 55.7. None of those are, are really where you want them, not one of them. Who played right guard yesterday? Did we have a right guard yesterday? <laughs> yeah, that was Hunt. He actually did a good job. He, yeah. he, uh, he held his own, let's put it that way. He, his uh, pass blocking was 68.4, and his, his run blocking was uh, 60.2, his total grade 64.7. Yeah, At, which is still below. Which is, yeah, but it's, it, it's, but it's me, the best grade across the It's line. You'll accept that. Um, yes. You know, like I said, that's an acceptable grade. That's a good, that's a decent game. It's not a great game, but it's a decent game. Right. Uh, as opposed to Jackson, whose grade is 40.5, you know, uh, that's not acceptable. That's just terrible. He, he gave up six pressures himself. Oh, yeah. He does that every single week. Yep. Every week. Last yep. week it was six pressures. And um, listen, you know, if two was in this football game, the Colts probably had five or six sacks in this football game because of the fact that they're just in on them so quickly. You know, left-handed. I mean, Jackson just, you know, he – I we don't have a replacement for him, but I, I wish we did because he needs to be on the bench. He, he's – as far as I'm concerned, he's an absolute bust at this point, you know, in regard to – um, where we're at with him. I mean, he's just horrible. He's one of the worst offensive tackles in football. Um, he you just ha- don't see any improvement from week to week. Nothing, nothing. He seems to be getting worse and worse and, you know, penalties. And it's just one thing or another with that guy. I mean, you know, they're, you know we're, we're back to square one here in regard to our offensive line. Um, Jesse Davis, week in and week out, does not grade all that well either. You know, Eichenberg, you know, we're going to give him the benefit of the doubt because he's moved around. Um, he, he was hurt during training camp. We hope that he's going to be a better football player. You know, we lost our starting center yesterday. I think that the center did an adequate job, all considering. Adequate, you know, you know, all, you know, with him being, you know, this being his first, you know, start out there with the team and whatnot. And of course, Hunt you know, did the best job across the line of scrimmage, but collectively a horrible unit, plain and simple. Um, you know, that's where the problem lies. So, yeah, you know, <clears throat> go ahead. Hunt gave up two pressures. Right. Eichenberg gave up two pressures. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sutter didn't give up any. Yep. Uh, Jesse Davis gave up two pressures. So, mm-hmm. you know, you add all them together and you're getting real close to that 13. Right, right. Well, yeah, it's got to add up to that. 
I mean, that's all that's left. I mean, yeah. other than the tight ends. Well, yeah. No, uh, there was one more by uh, Malcolm Brown, I think. Malcolm Brown. Oh, yeah. I remember that play. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's our best blocking running back. Right. Right. But my point is the, the offensive line gave up 12. Yes. 12 across the board. Yep. So, it, you know, it wasn't horrible, you know, but again, you know, the stat, the stat numbers for our quarterback wasn't horrible either. Our stat line, you know, basically running the football, that's where, that's where the problem lies, Mike, is that, you know, you're, you're incapable of running the football. You're not imaginative. And if you are, then we're not seeing it because the plays are breaking down. They're not executing. You know, you run a jet streak to Grant, and he gets hit for, um, I don't know what the hell it was. It was seven-yard loss. loss. I mean, you know, you put yourself in a hole there. You know, you try to execute something that you would think is going to, you know, to to change it up a little bit, and you lose seven yards in the process. I mean, Davis missed his block completely. I remember the replay, watching it and saying, made the guy run right by him. Right by him. Yep. So, yep, I mean, yep. you know, it, it, it's collective. You know, the the organization right now, Mike, um, you know, they, they've got to take a good, strong look at where, where the issues lie. You know, the scouting department, you can start there. You know, you can, you know, that falls on Greer. You know, the draft picks, you know, we, we mentioned Austin Jackson. I mean, we sound like a broken record here, but. You know, I, we don't want to, but week in and week out, when you see these guys just just totally, totally uh, letting you down in regard to them being on the field, forget about Igbenogany. I mean, he was inactive again yesterday. And then you look across the field, and you're playing against a Jonathan Taylor that was still on the board when you drafted Igbenogany, and you sit there and you just, you know, you just you just get infuriated by it because this is a guy that's that's a you know a young star in the NFL right now that was there for the taking and we draft a guy that's basically inactive week in and week out and you just you shake your head you're like what are we doing you know and you know you look at New England and you see how they played against the Super Bowl champs last night uh, they, they had such a fantastic effort and they seem so far along already, uh, yeah. than, than we are. Yeah. And it, it's disgruntling, you know, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's really frustrating as a dolphin fan. I know a lot of people out there are feeling the same way, you know, because we were in a position to, to put ourselves in, in a much better position than where we're at. And the product that we have out there right now and the team as a whole is just regressing, and um, there's a lot of blame all over the place. You know the, the you know the dra- You could start with the draft picks, Mike, like you mentioned, and the guys that just aren't producing. The Austin Jacksons, the Igbenoganis. You know Wilkins had a solid game yesterday, fantastic. Um, but you know you think about the guys that are on this roster and the guys that could have been on this roster, and um, you know you just shake your head. You know what are we doing? You know, what are we doing here? You know, heads are going to have to roll. You know, it's that simple. Up to this point, Mike, you know, Flores, you know, I was confident in him. And uh, that's beginning to, you know, I'm beginning to get a little concerned there as well because, you know, this falls on him and the coaches that he's picking below him and, um, you know, the personnel that are out there. And it's just not working. I mean, we, we, you know, we're at the bottom of the NFL right now and, and we shouldn't be, we, you know, we shouldn't be. So no, nobody should be right. (laughs) But somebody's got, but somebody's gotta be. Somebody's gotta be, but you know, with the amount of draft picks that we've had over the last couple of years and, and the, um, you know, the ability to, to change, you know, what, what we've seen over the last 20 years was there, you know, we put ourselves in a fantastic position. And we're just not seeing it, you know, we're not, we're just not seeing enough of it. You know, even our, our free agent signings, you know, we, we, some of them aren't even on the team anymore. And the ones that are can't stay on the field for one reason or another. Um, Fuller, we were very excited about, and up to this point, 
Nothing. Uh, four games into the season, what has he got? Ten catches and, um, you know, nothing spectacular. Um, you know, we're just not seeing it. Albert he's, not, Wilson, he's not making the impact we expected him to make. Albert Wilson, we kept on this roster. I don't know what he – what was he making, like $10 million this year too? I don't, I, I I don't, don't remember I don't what his remember. number was. But we kept him on this roster. And he has more drop passes than he does uh, caught passes up to this point. He's a non-factor. Um, you know, Jakeem Grant, you know, fumbled a punt yesterday. You know, where is it? Where, where is it? This is a guy that's electric, you know, in the return game. So instead of a big punt return, he fumbles the football yesterday. The other, the last time we saw him with his hands on the football, Mike, he fumbled down by the goal line. Uh-huh. Um, he's fumbling know, a lot. It's collective. It's everybody. I mean, everybody, the team as a whole. I don't know what's going on. I can't put my finger on it, but there's guys all over the place making mistakes. I mean, Justin Coleman, another free agent signing, looked absolutely horrible yesterday. I mean, not yesterday, the week before, to where we didn't even see a lot of him yesterday. You know, until, of course, Jones went out with the injury. Then he had to be on the football field. But He didn't embarrass himself. He didn't embarrass himself. I thought he played decently once he had to come in. But again, you know, Mike, you're not going against world beaters out there on nope. the opposite side of the football. Um, you know, the bottom line is, is that job's not getting done. You know, you can point the finger in 10 different directions here. And you know what? There's a case, there's a case in, in, every, in every way. You know, no matter where you point the finger, you can make a case for it. Well, yes, he's to blame. They're to blame. The coaching staff's to blame. The players are to blame. Scouting department's to blame. The organization is to blame. Yes. (laughs) There's fingers to point everywhere when you, you slip to one and three and you're losing games where you're not being overly competitive. I mean, that team yesterday that we lost to, Mike, you know, I mean, it's telling. It really is. Bad news. It's bad news. Bad news. It's bad news is right. Um, You know, what more can you say? I mean, you know, we're venting. I'm sure a lot of Dolphin fans feel like, uh, you know, we have this opportunity to do this. Um, I think other people are just walking around, you know, boiling, you know, over that Kicking puppies. Yeah. I mean, oh man, I'll tell you what, I mean, you know, you know, Lewis, it's, it's not that you, you know, you're going to see bad football games from time to time. It's just, the problem is we're not seeing improvement. You wanted to come into this year and see a team fighting for a playoff spot. And you're seeing anything but that. Yep. You're seeing bottom of the barrel football. Yeah, Mike. yeah. You're you're seeing maybe one of the worst teams we've fielded in a long time. So, you know, we'll have to see where the season takes us. You know, uh, teams have turned it around after three losses, but they've still got to go to Tampa. They've got to go to Buffalo. It's not going to be easy. No. So, you know, uh, it's not looking good for this team right now. They're going to have to uh, play an awful lot better if if they're going to start winning those kind of games because. Right now, if you can't beat the Colts, you're going to have trouble beating anybody else. That's the bottom line. Yep. You have a home game yesterday. A home game. Yeah, and a big weekend. You have alumni in town. You had the Shula presentation the other day before. You're wearing the throwback uniforms. I mean, these guys should have been jacked up and ready to play, and they didn't look that way. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, it was just... And it was on both sides of the football. I mean, you know, I, I can see the offense. You know, listen, Brissett's not Fitzpatrick to where he comes out and he brings that energy level. Right. right? He's right. not that guy. He's like exactly the opposite. He's a, he's a yoga guy. He yeah. does yoga, Mike. I mean, so this guy is a medit. You know, he, he meditates. He's a quiet okay? guy. He's, he's, he's a, not a big, loud, vocal guy. Right. He's not a guy that, you know, you're going to sit there and, and, and look at and say, oh, my God, this guy's jacked up, you know. Um, but this is the decision the organization made. You know, they made the decision last year to go in a different direction, and, and that's what they did. So, 
you know, where we're at right now, you know, you, you drafted to it and then you don't protect him in any way, shape, or form. You had opportunities to get a, a, a great <laughs> offensive lineman and you we're pass We're going to talk on about him. this every show, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You had a running back that could take pressure off him right there for the taking in, in the last two drafts and you pass up on him. So, you know, your whole philosophy as an organization makes no sense. You can't, you can't draft a slot-wide receiver to help Tua when you can't block for him and you don't have a, 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 a physical specimen as a threat in the backfield. Well, you think know. about it, Lewis. They're, they built the defense from the uh, backside, you know, forward, uh, you know, with the cornerbacks and everything. And uh, they're do, trying to do the same thing on offense. Well, I, I mean, Mike, they drafted Wilkins a few years back, and X-Man was here already. So, yeah, yeah I, I get what you're saying to an extent. But, you know, they drafted Phillips this year, you know, and um, they, they've drafted guys across the line of scrimmage um, on the defensive side. But, you know. I'm not upset with the Phillips pick. I'm not upset no. with the wide receiver pick, Waddle. Um, I'm more upset with the method. You know what I mean? The guys they picked last year, I really think, screwed up this whole thing. This year, I don't think the draft was that terrible. Last year, I do, um, because I feel like instead of Igbenogany, you had a chance at a running back there. Um, you know, you just, I don't think they drafted players who are going to give us anything. You know, uh, you, you don't see anything from Jackson. You don't see anything from uh, Igbenogany. And uh, two of the verdicts still out on. Yeah, I, I'm not going to say you don't see anything from Tua, but certainly you got to hope he improves. Right. I mean, Mike, I'm not, I'm not saying that Waddle and Phillips are bad football players. What I'm saying is, is that, they, if you draft a Tua and you know what he needs, okay, you know what he needs. You, you know he needs blocking in front of him because yeah. he's not a guy that's going to be able to run around like a Kyle Murray or a Lamar Jackson. You know he needs blocking in front of him, and he needs the ability to go play action, okay? And Gaskin or Mal Malcolm Brown, none of these guys – are, are scaring anybody to where you're concerned with them. If you put a Najee Harris or Jonathan Taylor or DeAndre Swift, one of these guys in the backfield behind them, you've got a really legitimate threat there. And that, that's but where my problem is. you can't open lies. holes for these backs, you know? Of course not. That's why you go, you know, you, 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 you had to go tackle. You knew last year, me and you knew it, going into this season that Jackson was an issue. And I think every Dolphin fan looked at him and said, man, is this guy, I mean, usually you can, uh, Richmond Webb, when we drafted him, Mike, and Keith Sims, yep. we knew they were football players from Jump Street. It's funny how that works, isn't it? It, it? it? Listen, you know, you know right away if you've got a guy there, okay? The Richmond Webb was going against Bruce Smith, the Hall of Fame defensive end, right out of the gate. And doing a great job. This guy, Austin Jackson, he can't, he couldn't block me or you at this point. I mean, that's what could, it seems like. Could you like. imagine I mean, what Bruce Smith would do to him? Oh, forget it. I mean, you know, listen. Well, Max Crosby last week, you know, just, you know, just yep. made mincemeat out of him. The bottom line is, is that you knew. You knew what you had. You know what you have in Jesse Davis as well, who was your starting right tackle, okay? And, and you made a decision that is going to affect this organization going forward for a long while. And now you have to recoup that, um, you know, somehow, some kind of way. You know, you, you moved up to get Waddle. And in the process, you didn't give up our draft pick, which at this point looks like a very high draft pick, Mike. <laughs> we have San Francisco's pick next year, which is going to be in the bottom half, without a question of a doubt, of the draft. So now you've got, a, you've got two draft picks. And the, Philadelphia the has our pick. Yeah. The following year, right, you've got two draft picks the following year. And the move up, you're going to probably have to give up one of those. Yeah. 
you know, to get a player that you may want. So, you know, they've put themselves in a horrible position right now. Um, you know, we, we were, God, two years ago, we were just so excited, you know, going in the last year's draft and into this year's draft. We knew we had three last year, two this year. We're like, oh my God, man. I mean, we, we could just, th- th- this organization could be turned around in a heartbeat and, um, didn't happen or it yep. hasn't happened. So. All right, Lewis. That's where we're at. That's where we're at. So, you know, we've got <laughs> we we doesn't get any better this week, Mike. We've got Tampa on board. Well, we'll talk uh, about that. Yep. We've got Tampa next week. So um boy oh boy, the road does not get any easier. As a matter as a matter of fact, it gets like twenty times tougher next week. So anyway. Yep. You gotta come up with something. Maybe they'll beat them. You never know. <laughs> Hey, stranger things have happened. Mike, you know, sometimes I laugh just because, um, you know, something's funny. I'm laughing because I'm, that's like uh, the tears of a clown type of thing, right? Yep. You know. I hear you. That's not not a happy laugh. Anyway. No, no, it's not. uh, Well, listen, Lewis, thanks for uh, joining me this morning. Uh, At least you got the vent. Hopefully you feel better. Do you feel better, Mike? I wasn't the one venting. Yeah. Do you feel better? <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to feel better until I see until I see the team I want to see. Compete. That's going to be a while. Compete. That's all we want, yep. right? We want a competitive week in, it. week out. Give yes. it effort. I didn't see effort yesterday. I really didn't. I didn't see what I wanted to see yesterday. Um, and I'm not saying the guys weren't trying, but. Effort shows, you know, in results, and I wasn't seeing the results. So, Agreed. you know, they've got to play better. That's it. Simple. I yep. mean, they've just got to play better. And I don't care if we're talking Christian Wilkins or we're talking the quarterback or whoever. They've all got to get together and decide how they're going to play better because they need to play better. So hopefully they can do what the Colts did, have a players-only meeting and get some results out of it because they need to figure out a way because it's only going to get tougher from here. No question. Anyway, like I said, thanks for joining me, Lewis, and uh, everybody, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of days with our uh, Tampa preview. Until then, fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. They better. Better get it up. (laughs) All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right. Until next time, be well and take care. <laughs>